If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great iron and hard top, it's Kevlu and Ski since the sandbox. Since the Sandbox fans, this is a very special episode. Very happy to bring you guys our first fantasy coverage of the year. So yeah, you know, the end of May, about to be June, and you know, get, getting that work in. So guys, we're going to talk about some potential big fantasy names today. We're also going to have another fantasy episode called Potential Fantasy Flops, so you guys can go and check those both out this week. Before we get into the episode, guys, go and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like, subscribe, put that notification bell on. You know the deal. But let's get right into it. In that quarterback position first, I know uh, you guys might have some quarterback positions as far as potential big fantasy names. So, Lou, why don't you get us started? Let's go, man. Uh, I was going to say Joe Burrow for the quarterback, but the ACL scares me. So I'm going to go Stafford. I just think that, like, with all the weapons that they have in L.A. with mm-hmm. the system, like, he was a good middle tier fantasy quarterback always in the top 10 but now he's got like the real top five potential wow i i I honestly i don't mind that and i feel like it's either going to be like huge hit or like huge Huge miss miss, with like stafford Mm -hmm. um and he's someone that can consistently be if he could stay healthy consistently be you know in that top eight conversation Mm -hmm. of the fantasy category no doubt because jared Goff was Mm -hmm. fringe in stafford i would like we've said you know, since the trade happened, is probably a lot better than than a Jared Goff is. Yeah, and um, getting him, and you could get him. Honestly, he could be the sixth to eighth quarterback off the board in a fantasy draft. So yeah, that's a steal if it's no, that late. Absolutely, and you know, it's definitely going to be interesting when you say names like Burrow, because guys like Burrow, Daniel Jones, like two of those are guys that I feel like are going to be late round darts, and they're either going to make or break like your fantasy mm-hmm. teams. You know, and Burrow had a great first year um, last year and I'm actually going to come in with a potential big fantasy name at a quarterback position and you guys might think I'm crazy but I'm going to say a potential big fantasy name this year is Trevor Lawrence and I don't think that Trevor Lawrence is going to come out here and be a top five quarterback fantasy wise but I do think when you're looking around where you're getting a quarterback, you know, Mahomes is going to be someone that's taken within the first three or four rounds. Rodgers, depending on where his scenario is at that time. Josh Allen, those guys are all taken before, you know, sixth, seventh round. Trevor Lawrence is someone that's probably going to go undrafted. And I think, you know, if you really focus on building the other aspects of your team, if you were to have Trevor Lawrence give you, you know, 17 points on average, and, he, you know, he rushes a couple of touchdowns here and there, or he has a couple of games where he can throw 300-plus. Um, I feel like that's great potential. And even if you were thinking, you know, dynasty or a stash option to possibly trade later like we do in our keeper league, mm-hmm. Lou, um, I think Trevor Lawrence could be a great name for that. Definitely. Yeah, so I actually had three quarterbacks, two of which you guys mentioned in Stafford and Lawrence. And my third one, and kind of already is, you know, somewhat of a big name, but I'm expecting a, a good – I guess you could say bounce back year because of his injury last year, and that's Dak Prescott. I mean, okay. realistically, Huge. like, we're forgetting that the Cowboys are going to come into the season, like, fully healthy, like, for the first time in a while, you know what I mean? And Dak's probably locked and loaded after missing a lot of the season last year. He's got one of the best wide receiver rooms probably in the NFL, yeah. and he's got one of the best running backs in the NFL. So it's hard to think that he's not going to come back. Um, obviously, you know, he might not be – 100% as far as mobility and stuff like that, just because that's one of those injuries that even when you're fully healed, it's still going to linger a little bit. 
But I do expect Dak to be right back to where he was. I mean, he was playing really good football until he got injured last year. You know what I mean? So he's I ex- playing MVP caliber. Exactly. Football. exactly. Yeah. So I expect him to be right back in that like top five, top seven conversation, and expect a big year out of him for fantasy. Well, I think that goes to show a lot about Dak too, because that Dallas Cowboys team ended up being one of the worst teams in all of football. Right. And just look at what he was kind of willing them like alone to mm-hmm. do, and like he was averaging over three hundred yards a game. Obviously, the running game fell off a little bit for the Dallas Cowboys with all those injuries that happened to the offensive line position. But, guys, I'm going to come in with another running back, and I have J.K. Dobbins here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, J.K. Dobbins in a run-first offense with a team that runs the ball 30-plus times a game. I talked about him um, in a previous episode a a little bit earlier and just saying how he has, you know, such a great opportunity, someone that you really should invest in, in. I think he's someone that you can draft around, you know, that second to third round, depending on how many people are in your league and what the format is. But I think you could definitely expect similar production from J.K. Dobbins as to, like, a Josh Jacobs. Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially if a lot of running backs go early, then, like, that's a great fallback option for an obby too. Oh, for sure. And the switch over to wide receiver is, like, talking value, period. I honestly just think that, Michael Pittman with the value with Wentz there and, and I think he's going to take the mantle from T.Y. as the number one. He was great last year with Philip Rivers <laughs> honestly and all his injuries. So If you could do it with Philip, you could do it with Wentz. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially with another year under his belt. I saw they were already practicing as soon as Wentz landed in Indy so I really like it. He's a big body and all the guys Wentz threw to specifically were guys like Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, bigger guys and more or less non-slot players which will be very nice and Maybe T.Y. can get some of his, but I respect Pittman more as the number one now. Love that out of you, Lou. Um, but there's two running backs I'm kind of excited about this year, kind of high on. One of them is Spinner, and I know a lot of people have had mixed emotions, you know, with Jacksonville drafting Trevor Lawrence. Is that going to take away from his production? And although I do think, you know, his carries might go down, not substantially, but, you know, instead of, you know, 25, 30 carries, you know, a game, I think he could be... Closer to that 15 and 20, you know what I mean? But I do think as far as, I guess you could say the production in those carries will be better because I think having Trevor Lawrence, you know, with his mobility and his arm and the receivers they have, I think he's going to be able to open up that field for Spinner because last year we saw, I mean, teams are pretty much loading the box just to get Spinner, you know what I mean? That was really their only option they had. But now that they got someone who can air out the ball, can run, can create plays, I think that'll open up the field for him more and, and definitely help him you know, with that production. And the second guy, and this is a guy who's kind of, you know, been hit or miss his whole career for fantasy, but I'm excited, you know, with the new team he's on, and especially now that he's a running back two as opposed to a running back one, and that's James Conner. And I think we can all agree that we're expecting the Cardinals, Mm -hmm. you know, offense to be able to move the ball. And I think James Conner... Getting that pressure off of, of an RB1 and becoming an RB2 I think will be good for him because being behind a guy like Chase Edmonds will really help. And I think he'll be, you know, their third down back. I think, you know, he'll get a lot of catches out of the backfield. And I do think he'll get some red zone touches too. So I just think that his level of production will go up. Uh, his touches will go down, but his production will go up because I think he'll be on the field, you know, at times where he's going to be able to be effective. You know what I mean? And that wasn't always the case for the Steelers. So expect a lot... Expect a good season out of Connor. Mm-hmm. Not great, but good. Let's hope so. I mean, that Arizona team, I mean, Kyla's running out of chances. Kingsbury's running out of chances. James Connor's probably running out of opportunities. Definitely. I would probably say the only two secure things 
about the Arizona Cardinals right now with DeAndre Hopkins and Chandler Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and those are guys that might be in the middle of their prime or might be on the other side of it, like realistically. But to stick with the, the running back trend, I'm going to go in with a rookie running back for this year, and that's Najee Harris. Mm-hmm. So Najee Harris coming for a big opportunity, filling in James Conner's shoes, who Kev was just talking about. A rookie running back isn't usually drawing crazy expectations unless you're someone like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire who had first-round fantasy expectations next year. I don't think Najee Harris is going to have those type of expectations, but I think he's well going to surpass that production. I think we can expect a season from Najee Harris similar to what we saw in Jonathan Taylor last year. And that's a lot of production. That's a lot of bulk. That's a lot of touchdowns. He's a Pittsburgh Steeler from Alabama. I mean, yeah. what what better scenario can you be? And you have the wide receiver room to compliment you. It's good. It's not great. Big Ben's still playing decent football, but his best football is clearly behind him. But hopefully, you know, Najee Harris is, is the energy that Pittsburgh needs to take them to where they need to go. Yeah, and honestly, another guy that's kind of upgraded, period, with the quarterback position uh, is Cam Akers. I mean, last year he was... Um, a solid running back, even though they had the platoon going, and I don't think that'll be the case this year. And we've seen every running back that is paired with Stafford, despite Detroit being awful, has always done well in the red zone. So without Malcolm Brown this year, probably not going to get as many snaps. I mean, I think they realize that you have to run that kind of Todd Gurley type of running back style where he gets 70% of the snaps, catches the ball out of the backfield, and, and takes pressure off of Matt Stafford. And I, I like him, because as a Second or third round guy this year. I think Akers can can really be one of those plays that will like really make you or break you. And I'm not saying Definitely. that like in a bad regard. I'm saying like if Cam Akers is everything that that we believe that he'll be this year, if he's going to be you know one of those top four round picks, then absolutely you know you're going to be trusting him as like your second second running back pretty much second or third depending on like the the amount of format in your fantasy league. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he gives you that production, like first, second round production, and he slips, and that's your RB two, then you're golden. That's right. what I'm saying. Yep, bingo. So I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it back to the wide receiver Ooh. position. I got about I got like four names here, but there's really only two that I want to talk about, and and one is obviously the guy that's been all over the media the last couple of days, and Julio Jones, right? Oh, I thought you were gonna say AJ Green. No, yeah, <laughs> oh, geez, I gave up on him. <laughs> A while ago. Um, no, but Julio, I mean, I definitely think his fantasy relevance went down last year compared to, you know, the past years. But I do think if he does go to a team that's competitive and can be a contender and where he's going to make an immediate impact, again, teams like the Pats, teams like Baltimore, teams like the Cowboys, teams that we've seen surfacing, you know, around Julio Jones, I think any of those teams he could go to and, and be a serious, not only, you know, on-field threat, but a serious fantasy threat too because realistically the guy is, we know we know what Julio Jones does, right? It doesn't matter how old he is. I mean, he's going to go out there and he's going to play how Julio plays and as long as he can be on a competitive team and, and have a chance for a title, I think he's going to have a fire under his ass and I think he's going to have a good season and hopefully he can stay healthy throughout the season. The second guy, Steve, a guy I know you're high on. Lou, a guy I know you're high on. And realistically, it doesn't matter who this guy's quarterback is you know, to start the season. I think he's going to have a good season, and that's Brandon Ayuk. You know, whether it's Trey Lance throwing to him, whether it's Garoppolo, I mean, the guy's a stud. There's not much really else I can say. I mean, the guy's (laughs) a stud, and I expect a great season out of him, and he's finally that number one, or at least, you know, 
acting as the number one wide receiver in San Fran right now. Good value and late, too. Exactly, yeah. So he's a playmaker. A good season. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like he's, you know, a great compliment to a George Kittle. Uh-huh. And we might not, not have seen Brandon Ayuk's full potential when Kittle was dealing with all those injuries. Garoppolo was dealing with all those injuries. And the more that we get away from the draft process, the more I actually believe in the 49ers' approach with their quarterback room. And I, yeah. I, I know I was against it at first, but they really took the most raw talent in that draft, and, and they wanted it, and they absorbed it. But I also believe that the 49ers feel pretty confident that without injuries, Jimmy G has arguably been, you know, a, I'll say top seven quarterback. I'm yeah. not going to give him top five praise because he's not he's not mobile, and most uh-huh. of our top five guys, unless you're Patrick Mahomes, are you know predominantly mobile. Right. But I'm going to come in with, with another guy that was a rookie for last year, and this guy is an absolute stud. This is somebody that I've been raving about for quite some time now, and he's on an NFC East rival. So obviously, there's got to be some some big respect if I'm giving credit to a Dallas Cowboy. Uh oh. But. I'm going to have to say that my potential big fantasy name, someone who I think can arguably arguably be a top 10 fantasy wide receiver, C.D. Lamb. And Kev, you talked about Dak and how he's going to have, you know, this crazy year this year coming Mm -hmm. off of last year, coming off the injury, all the motivation he has. If C.D. Lamb had a healthy Dak all last year, Amari Cooper might be looking for a new job right now. Yeah. And the fact that Amari Cooper is making that amount of money and Dallas is in that financial situation that they are, I don't think it's unrealistic that Amari Cooper would be on the trade market this year because C.D. Lamb is demanding the ball that much. So I think you could find C.D. Lamb around the fourth or fifth round, probably a little bit after Amari Cooper, but I don't think it's too much at all. Right. And if you can steal... You know, with C.D. Lim, I think he's definitely someone that will catch the ball at least six times a game. I agree with that, that he's going to be a very good pick, especially if you can get him late. I think that's great. But honestly, I know I didn't think it was a great pick overall for the team with value, but I think Jamal Chase would be a great fantasy option. Uh, I think he'll probably be in the fourth, fifth round, depending on how the league's set up and uh, how many people are in it. But I just think that they're not going to be great, but the offense will be good enough that he's going to see at least seven or eight touchdowns Hopefully he can get over 1,000 yards if Burrow stays healthy. And, Easy and, money. Yeah, I think he'll probably be the best rookie wide receiver given his situation. Not that I like to pick for the value, but if you can get him late in drafts, I think he's a clear rookie of the year candidate, at Oof. least offensively. Oh, Lou dropping bombs. Lou dropping bombs. All right, so I'm going to do something I don't usually do. Whoa. I'm going to talk about fantasy defenses. Wow. I know, and I got two of them, right? And one of them, I'm sure, is probably – you know, one of the up-and-coming, quote-unquote, big fantasy names for defenses, and that's the Washington football team or whatever the hell they're going to be called this year. Um, so expect, you know, a great – I think they'll go probably top three, top five in defenses in the draft. And then the Pats, right? I mean, the Pats, Definitely. always solid, but even last year, like, compared to last year, their defense, at least coming into the season, is just so much better, right? And the offense is so much better. So it's hard to think that the Pats aren't going to grow out you know, another top five, top six defense in the league. So think you could definitely think you could steal the Pats a little bit later than Washington. I think Washington's gonna be high on a lot of people's radars as far as defenses. But I do think you can steal the Pats a little bit later. 
um, in the fantasy draft. And I'll say this, if you've already missed out on the top five tight ends in the league, go for a top defense because there's tons of tight end depth, yeah. not a ton of great right. defense depth. And as someone in the league I won last year, I had a defense a, a league where the defense starts off with 20 points, mm-hmm. and usually it's 10. Wow. Um, imagine having the Patriots defense that doesn't give up points. You're looking at an easy 15 a week. Yeah, right. easily. And and that's what it comes down to with fantasy football. Obviously, it's, you know, trying to control your injury situation. I feel like that's the biggest fantasy manager's problem throughout. But I also think it's generating points from where it's least likely. Tight ends, exactly. kickers, defenses. You know that you can stream a running back or a wide receiver on the waiver wire that's going to get you 10-plus points. Quarterback, you know you can find one that with, with decent matchups. And, Lou, I'm going to double down on, on your, your Jamar Chase pick. I, I think that that's you know, a, a great pick, a great scenario. And, yeah, that team might not benefit well from the very many wins, but I, I do think that every single year we see a lot of great production from that, that rookie position, whether that's wide receiver, running back, quarterback, um, maybe even tight end this year. I'm sure you'll talk about that in a few minutes. But to go to another wide receiver, and this is not a homer pick, this is just someone changing scenario. Oh, I know um, what's coming. Definitely, definitely think the touchdown production is going to be there, and that's Kenny Galladay. Uh, I mean, I think that that's, I think he's a lock for ten touchdowns. How much over a thousand yards? That I can't guarantee. But if if you think in in the red zone, having to cover, cover Galladay, Ingram, and Saquon, without mentioning any other weapons, without mentioning Kadarius Tony, Sterling Shepard, Kyle Rudolph. Another three weapons. I definitely think the defenses, opposing defenses, are going to have their hands full. And I trust Kenny Galladay to come in and make an immediate impact for the New York Giants. I like it. The only guy I really have left, and I think we'll all probably have him for the tight end position, is uh, Kyle Pitts. I just think with yeah. Julio on the way out, whether he stays or not, I think he still has huge potential. The Falcons always put up points. They always give up points. And they're always trailing late in the game. So yes, I, I think he's going to be a top seven Besides or eight the Super tight Bowl. end. They weren't trailing late in the Super Bowl. They were ahead 28-3. Remember that. <laughs> hey, I think I forgot, Atlanta. I'm on you. probably in eighth grade when that happened. Legit. Yeah. <laughs> Poor bastard. But anyways, I think he's a he's a lock. I mean, if, if you, again, miss out on the top five tight ends in the league, I don't think there's any problem with taking a little reach on him just because of the potential. Absolutely. Especially if you're in a keeper league. And hey, listen, spoiler alert, I might even reach on the guy top five, depending. Wow. I don't know. It depends. It depends. Spoiler we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Spoiler alert. Kev. Someone I think that you should definitely reach for above Kyle Pitts, just because I don't know how, how the transition is going to yeah. work with a rookie tight end, is coming home Say it. for the New England Patriots, Say it. and that's Hunter Henry. Say it. Guys, I really think that Hunter Henry will be the most dynamic weapon for the New England Patriots. Probably. I think he's going to be their leading receiver if he gets healthy. Get I think he's going to be their biggest threat. Until we get Julio. Yeah, I mean, but but just think if they do <laughs> get Julio, if they do get another just wide receiver. That much better. That's what him. I'm saying. And I feel like they double down on the tight end position because they can't guarantee themselves the injury from Hunter Henry. Right. So John Smith would be cool, but he's not someone I'm streaming as a starting tight end. And I know the Pats offense has had two realistic tight ends before, but I don't think Hunter Henry or um, John U. Smith are Rob Gronkowski or Aaron Hernandez. Mm-hmm. As far as game-wise goes, um, mm-hmm. we don't want to talk about Aaron Hernandez too much. But I definitely think you know Hunter Henry can make a huge impact for anyone that's willing to stash, but I would definitely stash some depth 
with him. But guys, that's going to wrap things up for our potential big fantasy names. Uh, definitely fun getting into our first fantasy episode. Who knows, maybe before the start of the season, um, we'll bring you guys some more big fantasy names. Make sure to go and check out our potential fantasy flops. That's coming to you guys later on this week. We also have a YouTube video coming to you guys, NFL teams with the most to prove. So we've got a lot of content coming out to you guys. We've got the NBA playoffs underway. You guys got to go to the YouTube, like, subscribe, put that notification bell on, go to sincethesandbox.net, order some merch, leave us that five-star review on the website or Apple podcast. And if it ain't five stars, guys, we don't want it. Peace. Peace.